0: Hello and welcome to episode five of the New Writers Podcast. I am your host, Chris Langan, number five, five and alive. <laughs> oh, so yet again, this is the fifth show in the row in a row, fifth show in a row, that we have had a guest. And with me today is the impeccable Alec, also known on the Discords as arcane alec oh go for it you know the drill (laughs) i didn't (laughs) mean to interrupt you no it's cool say say hi to everybody hello everybody nicely done (laughs) good so alec and i uh aka arcane uh we we uh were contestants in again the mastermind astronomy uh season of uh of the uh, online writing, uh, com- creative competitive writing game, maybe we can call it. Yeah. So, yeah. And what what place did you come in?
1: I came in second.
0: Second. Oh, that's right. It was you and me
1: at the, the final two. Yes, it was. it was. It was a showdown. Oh, of course. So good. We actually so predicted good. it from the very beginning, before we even started the game. Remember? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you and I and uh, Walrus. Oh yeah, final three. Yeah, that, that was, was that was that was really fun. That was good stuff. Oh man, Walrus. I, have you heard from him? I have not heard of him since it ended. Radio silent on me too. Thanks. <laughs> <Dang. laughs> he gone. Oh, uh, but anyway.
0: So yeah. So today, um, we were going to talk about world building. So. I mean, it's, it's one of those things... To me, world building is one of those things where um, it, it can only make your story better. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. It immerses the reader like more into your world because it makes more sense. Like, if you... Let's see. If you include something at in the very beginning and the character interacts with it somehow and you'll know how the character interacts with it... If, that makes no sense, but... Hmm. It, How can they, I don't know.
0: It makes it makes the whole to me. It makes the whole story like richer. You know. Exactly. If you you could say you know, um, oh, two guys were in a forest. Um, but you know, two uh, you know, a knight and a squire were in a forest. You know, okay, that's nice, but make the forest cursed. You know, and then. Right people the townsfolk the nearby townsfolk talk about this cursed forest and weird stuff going on and then you know there's um if there's a town then there that that's part of a kingdom and the kingdoms probably got you know it just you keep adding layers and layers and layers and it's way more interesting instead of just yes. a night in a forest what what are some of the some of the uh, worlds that you've kind of dabbled in kind
1: of um, let's see. On my the recent story that I'm writing, um, it's more like futuristic, steampunk kind of, you know, um, got airships and whatnot, and just having to include like, um, wooden, you know, how a steampunk is, like all the wooden airships and whatnot, and having a futuristic. <laughs> Style a lot as of well. cogs
0: and copper, and
1: yeah, and all the spinning things and steam, of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait, 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 wait! Steam in steampunk? Get out of here! Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it?
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, just in having um, to explain a lot of things, and what I like about world building in any uh, setting is that you can do whatever you want, and you can go into as much detail as you can, and it only helps helps immerse yourself more it doesn't do any harm like i mean I'm sure you can over detail it, but just detailing the, the world is it's good
0: yeah they, I, don't I think know, I don't like that <laughs> say what sorry say that again uh, i'm sorry i i was trying off oh no <laughs> no worries i i think a problem like it's not without world building is not without its kind of pitfalls um two i can think of right off the bat are number one you don't want to fall into you have to watch out for tropes for like commonly used tropes in world building so explain um i I keep going back to my night uh you know um you know if there's a if you if you you want to make your world stand out so if there's a kingdom you know and you have, and let's say, excuse me, let's say that to have like a dragon in a cave with gold who captures a princess—that's kind of tropey. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's been done many, want- many,
1: many, many, many times before.
0: Exactly,
1: exactly. It's nothing.
0: It's nothing groundbreaking. It's, your re- your readers are gonna, you know, as soon as they read, oh, there was a dragon sitting on a pile of gold in a cave it's kind of, it's kind of, no, I've seen that before, like yeah. 20 times, How original. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, what if, you know, you can, if, if you know the tropes, if you recognize the tropes, then you can avoid them. Now, some of them, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> a trope, a trope might, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like you can use it, use tropes to kind of set things up that, you know, communicate to the reader, uh, something obvious you know there's a dragon in a cave he's on top of a pile of gold oh what does he got a princess captured oh yeah he does but you know you can twist that and be like oh well the dragon is actually you know a member of the king's guard and he Ah. took the princess to protect her from the corruption within the palace because there was a plot to you know kill it and you can you can do that you yeah. can do that sort of stuff and all of a sudden that's a whole new layer. that's you know this this palace the seemingly you know um king the seemingly good kingdom all of a sudden it's got this corruption um you know it makes it, it adds another level of of interest to it's the like, reader yeah yeah it flips a trope on so. its
1: head literally that reverses it, it literally yeah
0: <laughs> So, man, I should write that down. That sound, I, Do <laughs> I want to read more of that.
1: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so there's that um, as far as, you know, watch out for the tropes. Um, another thing about, the second thing about world, world building that, that I am leery of, and I'm always, I'm always kind of conscious of this in my writing, is that, is exposition. And oh,
1: yeah, I have a problem with that too. Tell me about your problem with exposition. I I make it too obvious, like every line of dialogue. I find myself it's it's just either exposition, 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 or like it's just boring. I need to find a like a fine line between where the reader isn't being fed everything and they can try and find out themselves, or it's just useless dialogue that doesn't advance the plot anywhere.
0: Yeah, And, and. So I think I think you and I have the opposite problem. Um, oh. I am somewhere along the line. I got it in my head. I mean, and I th- I, I think it's just you know from early days as far as like oh I want to be a writer. I want to you know what what do I gotta do to be a writer? How should my writing be? The whole show don't tell um, advice was drilled into my head, and so instead of explaining in an exposition dump, in an info dump about what's going on you know don't do that show it have it happen don't okay. don't have don't have one character telling another character about what's going on actually have it happen and i think that translated into like oh i don't i don't want to do any exposition i don't you know it's just oh, I i'm see. i'm so i'm so i'm so timid i'm so gun shy of it that i don't I, I i back away from it it's like okay i'll just put a little bit in i'll you know and it, it kind of seeps into my description too um, when i'm writing about a setting as far as you know you know if they're in a forest like i'll be like okay two guys a night night and a squire are in a forest i was like well you know come on
1: <laughs> a little more please Is that it yeah
0: what time of year was it what um you know what were the smells what were the sounds what and, and how was the weather how yeah how was the weather um what was the air like You know what's the ground feel like is it is it dry is it is it moist is it crunchy yeah and so it's just Mm. it's one of those things where where i feel like i recognize it so i should be able to counter my my tendency to shy away from it but i'm I'm always it's like a double worry like ah i'm worried about too much exposition or ah i'm worried about not enough (laughs) That so, fine line exactly exactly yeah so what what we're I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now i do oh, this oh, okay i do this at least once an episode to my guests um a, what's a great example of world building that you that comes to mind um it could be any media i'm not you know uh books movies tv um even hmm. video games got some good stuff too
1: but all of which have to be written, by the way. Yes. That's like, give me a think. Because uh, what's a good example? I don't want to like go with Star Trek or anything like that. I want to get something. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just think kidding. I think we've all seen Star, Star Trek before. Yeah, I know. I love Star. Probably. I love Star Trek. I think I'm going to go with a horror game. Oh, have you, you got? ever heard of Outlast? Outlast.
0: Um, the title sounds familiar, but I don't think I've actually played it.
1: Okay, so it's about this um, investigative journalist who goes to a um, what's called Mount Mouse Asylum, and uh, sorry for any spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. But, um, <laughs> he um he's by himself, and um, he got an email telling him that sketchy stuff is going on, and he doesn't talk at all. He has some like breathing and surprise reactions but he doesn't talk at all he and he goes around around this um this hospital or it's asylum and he's he's um encountering these patients he has to struggle and, and survive and so the the ambiance in this asylum it's creepy the, the sound design is impeccable the visuals they they creep you out and the whole thing is, is that it's at night. And you can hear these, um, like, you, you're defenseless, too. So oh you nice. can't, <laughs> you, you don't have any weapons, you don't have any guns. You just have your camera that has night vision and allows you to travel with the dark. And it just it's just so eerie that you have some um, piano in the background. Like, okay, my opinion, let me get off topic again, but sound design can make or break anything. Like a game oh, or absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Like, if you, if you have a, like, good story and whatever, but you have, like, bad sound design and cheap, like, it, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to feel immersed. The same as in a game, right? Like, yeah. if you have, like, a jump scare or something, like, I'm, I'm walking through the woods and I just don't hear anything or I just hear, like, the random uh, grass sound looped over while I'm walking. It's, it's cool, but... In this game, like if you walk over a pool of blood, you're going to hear the, the little, like little splashes as you're walking through it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, there's just one guy uh, who has gone completely insane called Richard Traeger. He's a, a former uh, patient of the um, mind control thing that's going on inside um, Mount Massive Asylum. And he, uh, he cuts her fingers off. Oh, two of them. But it's just you you find these um oh actually no, no no before he cuts her fingers off he puts you um in a what's it called a wheelchair and oh, i forget that he knocks you out of a dumb waiter into a wheelchair and he wheels you through and as he's wheeling you through the hallway you can't do anything you're just you're stuck but you're you're just getting wheeled by these patients like screaming in bed like that that, that terrifies you like you get a sense of what's going on around here they're this isn't really a, a hospital. They're torturing these people for an experiment of some sort, which is oh wow. Uh, later found out to be what's called a wall rider experiment, but it and then he um he sets you a, sets you in a little um infirmary, little uh, little room, closes the door, and he uh spits all this exhibitional stuff about you and why you're here and whatnot, and then it cuts off your fingers. But <laughs> And then you escape, and then you kill me. Why did I Christian laugh elevator. at that? What? Why did I laugh at that? <laughs> hey, we all uh, laugh at our own stuff. I don't know about your sense of humor, but <laughs> That's true. But um, it's just the coloring, the color grading, I should say, in a video game. It's, I guess it could work, but it's just the sounds and the graphics, not for a movie, but I haven't even talked about books. We're supposed to talk about books. I haven't even mentioned the book. Well, no, man. I
0: I I told you any medium. So it's all good. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah, but I mean, if to tie it into writing, I mean every, you know, yeah, there it's it's video games and movies and and television. It's it's a visual medium, but still right. everything has to be somebody wrote that. Somebody wrote, um, you know, they're they're in asylum there you know and and this is what's happening so
1: i think good screenwriter then you're gonna it's gonna be fun
0: oh yeah for sure i love
1: good screenwriting
0: oh man um and the whole thing about sound design too, use is spot on i mean anybody (laughs) anybody who doesn't think sound is and music is important uh go put on star wars and hit mute and see how long you're able to watch it
1: (laughs) oh yeah it's equally as important visually
0: yeah um so to keep with to keep with the video game uh kind of medium um i think i one of the really uh world building games the the first one that comes to my mind that pops in is bioshock
1: i have never played bioshock before
0: oh it is really good i um, (laughs) am full disclosure there was like were several Bioshock games Bioshock games um, full disclosure I did not complete them but okay. uh, the first the first Bioshock is is amazing and the the entire world that they have is it, it's got like the surface world where um, you know things are pretty normal I, I believe it's set in the 60s and you know you're on a plane and you crash your plane crashes in the ocean mm-hmm and you find a, a tower just in the middle of the ocean.
1: Like that coming you out of the ocean?
0: Yeah, coming out of the ocean. Okay. Um, and it's not like, you know, it's a, it's a sizable tower. It's probably about the size of a lighthouse. Um, okay. And you get in there and you find that it's uh, a, an entrance to a completely underground. I'm just, under, sorry, not underground. Underwater city and that Ooh. this underwater city um it's called Rapture and it is just it is is rich with um with just the the the, the history of the place um the people uh it's you know it, it's a place that it's got a, a like a 19 kind of 50s aesthetic um or maybe like a okay. 50s or 20s. It's because the the game is actually set in like the 60s, I believe, but I think it's got like a like a 40s or 50s aesthetic, and um, it's they they've kind of got like these this they've mastered genetics and they can give basically using genetics give people like superpowers and and but of course it goes completely off the rails, completely wrong, of course. um. It was, yeah, it, like I said, it was, it was touted as this utopia and it was, things were supposed to be perfect, but then, yeah, they, it was not perfect <laughs> and, uh, you know, disaster struck and, but the, the whole thing was just, the, the, the big picture of that world, which is kind of, which is literally beneath the surface of the world we know, it was just, it was very, it was just th- rich and amazing. And it stuck out in my head, but um
1: was it like uh Omar our city but with uh the with globe over it you I know mean, I'm talking about like a glass dome
0: uh no, no the way the way that it was um that it was presented was that it was literally skyscrapers, but they were <laughs> waterproof, and there were um there were like these uh, a lot of tubes that were. That were that would connect the buildings like oh, kind of like um uh, bridges like foot yeah. bridges and stuff like that. Um, they had yeah, you know, and of course there was like submarines that would. Well, the first when you first come down from the tower, you you take this kind of like little. It's like a little submersible ride that kind of gives you a, like a little visual tour of the city, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just really well done. But like the the buildings have you know neon signs on the outside, and okay. so it's it's re- it's a really really. But like there's fish swimming by, <laughs> so
1: okay, yeah, I see. It,
0: it's a really cool aesthetic. Um, but but yeah, like kudos kudos to the writers because they that that world, you know, really really took the player the. You know the person experiencing the story to a to a different place
1: and resonated with you. That's that's the whole point, right? Yeah, I didn't even remember finish the
0: silly game either.
1: <laughs> as, long, as long as you got it in, I haven't finished my first horror game, Amnesia: The Dark Descent. I have never played or finished it because I'm too scared. Oh, I can remember see? every single thing that happened, <laughs> like the old castle crumbling down and whatnot. It's, it's oh man. I'm yeah, I,
0: I, I can't do horror games. I can't do horror games. I can't do horror movies. It was like, what? I know, I know, I know. It's as it's... a horror
1: writer, I am. I am saddened. You're shocked
0: and horrified. Yes, yeah, so I am horrified as well. <laughs> Chris, I know, I know, I know. That's something I got to work on. No, but <laughs> even you know, before this whole COVID pandemic civil unrest all this stuff i didn't want to go to a movie theater i don't want to pay to go to a movie theater just to sit there with my hands over my eyes the whole time <laughs> i didn't want that uh, i remember as a kid my my dad took me and my brother to go see jurassic park when it came out and i was so excited but then but spielberg had like some good jump scares in there oh yeah and, yeah and I, <laughs> yeah i was just <laughs> Uh, afterwards, I was, you know, my dad was like, uh, he asked us, like, "Did you guys like the movie?" I'm like, y- y- "Yeah, yeah, I think I did." Yeah, as you're yeah. shivering, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, why are you sweating? It was air air conditioned. Like,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> it was hot. hot in there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are happened. you not hot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: but but I mean, no, I I mean, and even those, like, as as an adult, like, okay, Jurassic Park is a great movie even even though there's jump scares oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but but yeah um, I can I can do horror like books and novels and stuff like that but
1: okay just not actually looking at them
0: I can't I can't see it <laughs> I can I contain it in my mind and imagination but not if it's on a screen in front of me
1: gotcha gotcha <laughs> I actually like it more looking at it than thinking about it yeah really because i mean i know it's a movie and you can hear and see more than what's in your mind but it's just you're how can i say this you're trapped in front of a screen you can't well you can cover your eyes but you can't look away you're stuck in this world you can't just close the book you have to follow through everything the actor goes through and all the stuff they endure and just i think it's it's better in my opinion that way yeah when you when you it's <laughs> when you can't escape, <laughs> exactly yes, <laughs> yeah no that's that's terrifying.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah like Stephen King love his stuff. Oh love my god,
1: stuff. my favorite author besides Isaac Asimov Stephen King. Oh Asimov's good stuff.
0: Oh yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I just... I think I you remember the uh, the the original TV miniseries, The Stand. You remember? When they I came
1: out? do not recall The Stand No.
0: Oh, so it was like it was like Gary Sinise's first big break, as far as I know. Um, But what kind of made him famous? And I think it was like Gary Sinise and I think Molly Ringwald was in there, too. But it was this huge, like six part miniseries on TV. And um, and I remember watching it. I was like, "Oh, this is good. This is good stuff." And then, you know, every every commercial would be like, "Oh, based on the Stephen King book." I'm like, "What?" So I I went and got the book and I read it and I was like, "Oh, this is this is even better. This is you know oh, really good." It's
1: about the one with the the flu, right? That kills like, yeah. the world. Yeah, I, I remember uh, reading something about that.
0: Yeah. The. Uh, oh. uh Yeah, yeah, it's like the super flu or something like that. Um. <laughs> which is ironic <laughs> yeah considering uh uh recent very, events very very timely <laughs> but um but yeah so i remember I, I thought i read that i thought oh that is good stuff and then so i just that i think that was my stephen king jumping off point and i just kind of went from there and i read mm-hmm. it.
1: um i remember i read the shining my mom had a really big book that she always loved to read and i asked her "What is that? And it's the Shining. one to read it? <laughs> I was like ten. <laughs> oh, I, <no. laughs> yeah, I actually enjoyed it, and I, um, I uh, went on to read Doctor Sleep when that came out. I think I was in oh okay grade when that came out. I didn't really like it as much as the original book, but I mean that happens sometimes. Yeah, originals are always better than the sequel, but right. Either that, and what was Stephen King's other one? The Dome? Do you write the dome, I think?
0: Oh, Under the Dome?
1: Under the Dome, that's right. There you go. Yeah. Did you write that?
0: Um I believe so. I believe so. I didn't I I I didn't really get into that one.
1: Oh, okay. Well that one too. I like that one.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um I started reading The Dark Tower, like I wrote the first I read Road.
1: Oh The Dark (laughs) Tower. Oh my god, that brings back memories.
0: Yeah, I read I read the first first part of it
1: and I thought it was,
0: it was it was some really cool stuff you know like the gunslinger and and you know just the fall in the man in black and all that stuff but I I, yeah I,
1: I didn't
0: I didn't pick up the second one yet so <laughs> you
1: know they uh made a movie about that right
0: yeah with Idris Ilba he was yes. the, uh, as the gunslinger yeah
1: I did not see it and I don't think it got really great reviews <laughs> um let me oh my gosh, sixteen percent Rotten Tomatoes. Oh boy, <laughs> that's that's a fail. That is yikes! Wow, that's, that's all sorts of yikes. <laughs> yeah, I have never seen a movie go below fifty, let alone sixteen percent.
0: Oh wow, yeah. No, is that is that critic score? Or is that uh, audience score? Or both? Um,
1: I'm just looking at the the wiki here. Let's see. No, nope, I don't want your ads. <laughs> All right. Tomato meter, 16%. Audience score, 45%.
0: Oh, okay. So, well, see, and that's the thing, too. Like, the critics versus the audience. It's always such... Well, not always, but a lot of times there's a huge gap, you know?
1: Yeah. I see that a lot.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes and, and other Metacritic uh, review sites are are good at kind of, like, giving... You know, providing an idea of, you know, what everybody else thought of it, but like a lot of times, there's mm-hmm. there's been times where, where I know that people have not, you know, it, it's something that did not get a good review, and I kind of I liked it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree with you. I've um I like it. Uh, yeah. the movie it that came out in 2017. I hated it yeah it wasn't scary at all. Like, actually it actually is more funny than scary, but it got <laughs> mildly good reviews. I don't really agree with that, but I'll actually see what it got oh not gonna tell me okay uh well, yeah well if,
0: if you guys want to know you can go look up uh, <laughs> its 2017 uh uh reviews um but yeah I mean it's, and and that's the thing too like here we go I'm gonna bring it back to world building. All right. Um, <laughs> it, the world that we create is no matter how good or bad we make it, um, it's not, it's not going to resonate with everyone and everyone is not going to hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there, you know, and it just, it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where, back to Stephen King have you, have you read um on writing
1: no i have not read on writing
0: oh it's a great book for to read for um for writers starting out even writers like, who have been at it for a while um that he it's it's part memoir part you know advice on writing oh, and okay. one of the th- and the way he writes is like he's talking like he's talking to you he's talking to you as someone who is looking to become a writer and he's he i am mean, I'm, I'm, it's not a direct quote but he says in there that you know you have when you write you have to write for someone and it's completely fine Ooh. if you write for yourself and and a lot of times some of the best things i've written have been stuff that i wanted to see you know i want to yeah. you know, stuff that would keep me interesting because a lot of times if you're writing and it's not you're not interested in it it's not you know if you're boring yourself with whatever you're writing chances are you're probably gonna bore your audience as well
1: yeah and you're probably won't finish it either if exactly of that then yeah it's not going anywhere exactly so which happened to me on multiple occasions oh yeah i have like five uh, books sitting in the google drive and they're not going anywhere
0: Oh yeah, what's how long? How far
1: did you get into them? Um, Roughly, I think the the longest one I have it's around twenty seven thousand five hundred and seventy three words. Oh wow! Yeah, and if I abandon it like that. That's that's telling. I don't hey, think and, I like that.
0: And you know what? That's okay. Like it, it's a lot of stuff. We got to give ourselves permission to be to abandon stuff if it's if it's not. If it's not fixable, if it's not, you know, we we can have that drawer of of throwaways that we don't that you know if we're not happy with, mm-hmm. and we we got bored with it or whatever. That's fine. So long as we you know we gotta we gotta be able to you know finishing finishing a a project or a, a novel or story or whatever is kind of proof to ourselves that we can do it.
1: Yeah. No so. Matter what.
0: Yeah, as so long as you can, and as so long as you know that you can do it. Like I've got, I've got a piece like that that I that I, I know I can write um, a novel, start to finish. It's the editing that's killing me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole nother episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe several episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, as so long as I think you, as so long as you have one example that you can prove to yourself, like I can do this. I can, I can start. And finish it you know then then you're kind of good to go
1: yeah that's all you need
0: yeah that one push then you're off exactly exactly all right well we are kind of running out of time here so i'm we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up alec is there anything you want to promote or plug uh actually not really Nothing oh nope. do you you want you wanna put your Twitter out there, any social media or you want to just like people leave me alone
1: uh leave me alone <laughs>
0: all right, fair enough all right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been episode five of the new writers podcast. I've been your host, Chris Langen, Alec has been my guest today, also known as Arcane on the Discords. Don't find him. <laughs> don't, don't leave me alone. alone. I don't want to leave, talk to you. Leave him alone. Um, <laughs> but you can at, totally send me. Oh, I got a message the other day from a. Um, I'm going to do a quick shout out here. It. I got a message from a listener from Discord, and that listener was. Uh, but forgive me if, if I mispronounce it, but. Prenosmi Got a very nice mes- message Thanks for listening And hope y'all Enjoy the episode Hope y'all enjoy the show um, The show has its own Twitter page Which I check on a semi-regular basis <laughs> It is uh, the, the show's Twitter is At The New Writers P1 um, The ongoing quest To improve that twitter handle is ongoing uh i also have my own personal uh twitter handle where you can message me say hi say tell me what you think about the show whether it's good or bad i'm a big boy i can take it um my twitter handle is at chris underscore langen um drop me a follow say hello um yeah and let's see what else i have an instagram but i i it. i i'm rarely on there so but yeah so this has been like i said this has been episode five thanks for coming along with us thank you alec for for being a get our guest of course anytime thank you thank you. Was, it, was it was it was was it good Did you had a good time was it okay oh yeah
1: i had a lot of fun thank awesome. you
0: for having me awesome it was great having you so i will leave everybody with my traditional send-off which goes like this <clears throat> may your muse smile upon you and may your words ring true